0: Hello everybody, this is Here Comes the Spider-Cast number 23, the comic book podcast that reviews Bronze Age Spider-Man comics. This is your co-host Mike L., and as always I'm joined by...
1: Joshua Mervell, and today we're going to be looking at Spider-Man comics from April of 1982. Uh, We're going to start off with The Amazing Spider-Man number 227, then move on to Marvel Team-Up 116, and then finish things off with Peter Parker The Spectacular Spider-Man number 65.
0: That's right, and uh, so starting off, we're finishing up a two-part storyline that started last week, An mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man featuring the Black Cat. So this is the conclusion of that storyline. It's once again written by um, Roger Stern and drawn right. by John Romita Jr. and inked by Jim Mooney. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know if I was in a different mood this week, but I didn't find this issue as exciting as last week's Amazing no. Spider-Man. Um,
1: I-, I-, I thought it was a good second part, but I, I definitely like the first one better.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to pin down. I don't know exactly what wasn't quite right, but, um,
1: I think for me, it was the fact that we didn't get a lot of like fun banter between black cat and Spider-Man.
0: Okay. Like they, they, they
1: weren't like, I don't know. They weren't like flirting and like, you know, sure. Messing around on rooftops and stuff like that. It was, Mm uh, a little bit more like story centric. Like they're trying to like make a plot happen with, you know, Peter Parker, not trusting black, uh, black cat anymore. And then her eventually dying at the end of the comic. Like it felt like they had an idea and they they wanted to get to the end. So they were kind of like, okay, let's, uh, let's make some story up where, uh, Uh, Where we can have her die at the end of the comic.
0: Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's like that part in the um, the comedy, like a it's 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 like that part in the Chris Farley movie where the plot tries to happen, and you just want to go back to watching Chris Farley do fun stupid stuff yeah for but sure then, but they have to introduce roblo but anyway yeah. you know it's like, <laughs> so that's what this is um no that, that yeah, completely makes sense for sure yeah like maybe that's what happened yeah so there's no more fun in games It's like I mean, now we have to actually make it amount to something and so basically we touch base with spidey he uh, intervenes on um just a kind of a typical bank robbery mm-hmm. or a or a, a robbery anyway and then um we touch base with um Captain Gene Dewolf his friend on the police force um who's upset at him oh, no sorry he's upset at her because nothing was mentioned about the black cat in this article that the Daily Bugle has posted right has about published. about
1: Spider-Man saving the day
0: right last which was last issue right so, so so
1: the police uh didn't reveal anything to the press about black cat being there to to help stop the uh uh that like party that was going on with the, like the Mob bosses, I think it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then Gene DeWolf says, you know, because you web-headed dope, she's a wanted felon. Have you forgotten that she broke out of a state mental hospital last week? The woman's dangerous. You can't afford to have your name linked with hers. So I don't know. You know, kind of an interesting premise there. So. Yeah,
1: I, I, I was actually kind of hooked at this point. Like, it, yeah. it. I think that the banter between her and Spider-Man were pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Peter trying to be that, like, hard-nosed cop almost. Like the, right. like the detective that's got a couple of screws loose, like he just barges in and starts trying right, to, right. Like, you know, uh, intimidate her a little bit and like get this information out of her. I thought it was a pretty good dynamic and I'm really excited to see more of her. Yes. So.
0: Well, she's around for at least a few more years, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's a great character. So then Spider-Man kind of goes off on his own to kind of figure out what's going on. He has like a little flashback to some of his previous love interests, including Mary Jane, who we have to point out for those people that, you know, they kind of think of uh, Spider-Man as being Peter and Mary Jane, like the eternal romance. Mm -hmm. At this point in the comics, Mary Jane is completely absent. Yeah. I don't think we've even seen her once since we, we started this. No, we haven't in, in any of yeah. the issues we've read. So so basically we've been reviewing we've reviewed um so 26 weeks or, or sorry, 23 weeks, right? Does that sound right? No, 23 months. Twenty three months. Twenty three months, yeah. So we've reviewed almost two years of Spider-Man comics. Two years times three is well, who knows how many comics that is. No no no, but that's like yeah. um that's like um, so. What it's like almost seventy five comics. Almost right. We haven't. There's no sign of Mary Jane in any of these comics. We've got Deborah Whitman. Um, he mentions Marcy Kane, who we've seen a little bit of, I think.
1: Right, actually, in is in, it in in, in
0: in Spectacular this month?
1: Right. Yeah, in this month we mm-hmm. see it. So it seems like, um, it, like you're supposed to maybe read the other one first. I don't know. I I think that they're released out of order anyways yes, but
0: oh completely yeah you're right you're right
1: um but yeah we see a little bit of her flirting with mm-hmm. uh peter parker in in the issue of uh spectacular spider-man from right. this month uh, we kind of have a little bit of a romance going on by the end of it so uh, right I, I yeah i don't know if that's supposed to be like at the same time he's seeing black cat i guess nothing well, really happens though and they're just studying
0: yeah, and and plus nothing's official with Black Cat. I think this is sort of just like, she just comes and goes, you know. Right. But, and plus, he's Spider Man. But to me, it feels a
1: little bit more official in this one. Like it feels like he's a he's like almost getting ready to reveal his identity to her.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: To me, at least. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. You could be right. Yep.
1: Like like you you can see him kind of like talking about how he genuinely thinks thinks that she's changing and whatnot, and then he was sure. shocked that she's planning this heist and then Mm -hmm. that's when he kind of like pulls the mask back down when she asks him to you know show his full face yes so i i feel like if if maybe if uh he like she he hadn't caught her planning on um stealing this uh golden statue Mm -hmm. he might have actually taken off the mask.
0: Yeah, that's po- possibly true. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've read ahead, so I know sort of what's coming, but I'm not going to spoil anything. Right. we will just leave it as a mystery for now. Mm-hmm. So basically, so then Spider-Man goes into, uh, to, to touch base with, um, with black cat, Felicia Hardy. And um, they get into this big argument because, um, you know, she had agreed not to, um, uh, to do any more uh, jobs. Right. But then here she is doing another one. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: I I didn't <laughs> mind the dialogue so much yeah. in this one. Um I thought that it it worked pretty well. Uh sure. the the art lends itself to the story as well, I thought. Yes. Um you can I, I don't know. It, his Spider-Man's mask looks like his eyes don't really change a whole lot in these panels, but you yeah. can tell we- that he goes from like being kind of happy to a little bit unimpressed and, like, the slight uh, differences in the line work really shows that he's a little bit angrier.
0: Uh, yeah, it could also be his body language a little bit. Yeah, that's um, true, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he's definitely... In, in fact, he actually says to her, I don't, you know... Um, it. What does he say this? I, I can't really see us being a couple, you know? So, it's... um." It's a little bit like the Batman Catwoman dynamic, where he's kind of in love with a criminal, but he's pretty upfront about the fact that he could never be with her. I think because he, I think Peter Parker's, you know, a little bit more. I I don't I don't know what the word is for it, but he's just, I, I don't want to say naive, but he's more innocent than Bruce Wayne is. Right. So he could not imagine being with someone who's like this, you know.
1: I, I don't even know if it's naive. I think it, he's just too by the books. Like he's too yeah, much yeah. of a hero. Where Batman, right, right. it he he himself is a criminal like spider-man i'm sure technically is a criminal like he's not mm-hmm. working with the government or the police to yeah. fight crime but batman seems a little bit more unhinged and like right does kind of he's like the bad cop to spider-man's good cop
0: totally totally
1: right? so um i can see him kind of pairing up with a, a criminal a little bit more than spider-man
0: sure absolutely yeah
1: but i think that i think that's the fun of it though like
0: like
1: she she's like the bad girl in high school that you you know that you you kind of fell for but you knew it would never really work out like you're just too different with from that person and i think the dynamic is just so fun and and Mm -hmm. um peter parker's like overconfidence in the spider-man suit really helps him and sure. like makes that dynamic work for a little bit but by the end uh, at the end of the day Peter Parker's morals kind of outweigh Spider-Man's confidence and arrogance
0: right so absolutely. It,
1: it doesn't end up working out
0: and then um yep so then we get some stuff back at Empire State University and um, so Peter comes back and he kind of um, rubs everybody the wrong way with how um, cocky he's acting <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Then, uh, he so then he comes in and he's, he's basically he's going to do this assignment. It's due in like, um, like well, two hours. So he finishes it, brings it in, and and he you know everyone's impressed. And then um, that's pretty much it. We, we we get a little bit of uh, Deborah Whitman. She it's funny because I thought by now she'd be gone, but it's almost like she's been in this stasis for like five months. Of just yeah,
1: and per- and she's like still waiting for Peter Parker to right. notice him. It's just like you poor girl just move on mm-hmm. he's such a exactly. jerk to you Yep. um yeah so then after that we see uh uh black cat she actually does go and uh sneak out to steal this mm-hmm. golden statue with this like red, right uh of this guy holding a red gem it's kind of a a goofy looking statue i'm wondering if that's like if the statue itself plays any uh, significant like has any significance later on because it feels like such a specific
0: looking statue. Oh, I don't know. I kind of doubt it. But it could yeah. be. But I, I don't know. Um, it just, and the, the problem is, is I mean, I do love this art. But the problem with the way the statue is drawn is there's no way to distinguish it from all the other objects in the room. So it, yeah. just, it almost just looks like a guy who's just colored yellow. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no real difference in the texture or maybe like that so. maybe
1: that's what it is it just wasn't it didn't like stand out enough from everything else right and right, like yeah e- even the face kind of looks like too specific of a person
0: right yeah it's
1: not like a generic like statue looking face so exactly i was kind of thinking like oh is this is this, like a statue of a person that we are supposed to know or maybe like somebody that's going to show up later but uh we don't see that in this issue but spider-man uh shows up to the uh to the museum and stops black cat because he notices that the plans were all spread out on her kitchen table so he knows right. that she's up to no good so right. um uh,
0: the, so then, go ahead. oh sorry go ahead I was uh, gonna say so then basically then the the mobsters or whatever are sort of uh they sort of catch them in the act and right. um and they um and they start shooting at them. So then we get this big shootout slash fist fight. Um, that's you know that's all good stuff. Yeah. But then um, then basically um, then Black Cat has kind of escaped and is walking on this tightrope. Then Spider Man swings by to uh, sort of uh, confront her. They're arguing back and forth, and then um. And then we get this weird scene with this guy on a motorcycle, and she ends up knocking him off his motorcycle and then stealing his bike, and then Spider-Man's chasing after him. And then we get kind of a... This scene, I think, was intended to recall the infamous death of uh, Gwen Stacy. Right. Which I'm sure you... I don't know if you've read it, but you're familiar with the details, Yeah, I've, right? I've read
1: it as well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: that's, I believe that's what this is supposed to be, where Spider-Man is trying to, in this case, not stop her, or not rescue her, but stop her. And so he... Uh, shoots his web. It stops the bike, but then she keeps fu- um flying. And the idea is that he he might have intentionally, unintentionally killed her. But thankfully, he doesn't. So she ends up running away. Then right. he tries to catch her with this web, but then she ends up rolling off this um dock and falling into the river. Spider-Man dives in after her to look for her, but he can't find her. So she's supposedly dead. Right? Yeah. And then the cops come, and you know um. They actually, you know, they realize that Spidey might be upset, so they kind of leave him. Um, to, they leave him alone. Or no, actually, it's Jean De Wolf. Right. Cap, yeah, yeah. The captain
1: uh, shows up, and she she reveals to Spider Man that uh, she didn't call the cops on Black Cat, but she called the DA to um, exonerate her for for all of her crimes. Right. So she says something like, "If she was only a, a couple of hours." early maybe this whole thing could have been stopped
0: right and, and then he sort of just yeah and then the, I, I actually really like the last three pages yeah where we see the shot of spider-man taking the papers and sort of just tossing them into the river but the the last shot is like a big shot of the new york skyline with spider-man sitting there and it's kind of just it's almost like zooming out a little bit and we just see the paper falling into the river it's really cool yeah So, yeah, I really like that. So, yeah, overall, again, a good issue. Just not quite as exciting as um, last week's.
1: Yeah, not as strong, but uh, I think it's still a recommend for me. Like, uh, if you – I really highly recommend uh, – recommended the previous one. And I feel like this is a good, like, next issue. And it continues the story. uh, It definitely continues the story in a satisfying way. But I just don't think it was as successful as the other one. So, I recommend it.
0: Right, right. I recommend it too, de- definitely. And I'm, I always like Black Cat. I think she's a great character. Mm. So yeah, definitely recommend that issue. So now we move on to Marvel team up with Spider-Man and Valkyrie. Oh, that is boy. pronounced... Pro- yeah, you know what? I, I'm i at the point where as we're talking about this comic, I'm going to look ahead and I want to find out when <laughs> <laughs> J.M. Dimitius <laughs> is done with this series because I'm, again, just not enjoying... Anything he's doing, here, no, you?
1: Uh, no, not not even a little bit. Like, it's getting harder and harder to point stuff out that I like about the comic right. because I think it's just because it's been so long that we've been reading these like kind of crappy stories. Yeah, um, I, I if this was the first issue of Marvel Team Up that we read, I don't think I would have dislike it as much, right. But it's just that it's like uh, to got, getting to the point where I'm like, I need some good Marvel team up stories. This is getting tough.
0: Well, the good news is we're at number one sixteen, and he only writes until one thirty three. So, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> a couple we- more weeks for us. But yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, I anyway, guess something okay, to look so, forward to. Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to you want to talk tell us about this one?
1: Yeah, uh, so we have as uh, best you can. It's yeah. a little bit of, of a continuation from the next uh, from the previous issue. We have right. Valkyrie. Uh, she's her mind is kind of being taken over by uh, the spirits of the two aliens from the previous issue who are trapped in her sword, and <sighs> they're making her go crazy and want to uh, kill Spider Man. Mm -hmm. So she chases Spider-Man and they're fighting Um, (laughs) Thor sees them on the news uh, and goes and tries to like stop them. Uh, They have a little moment. Spider-Man steals the sword and starts flying away. I don't understand why he doesn't turn evil. I don't know as well. Like why, why is it that? Only when Valkyrie holds the sword, she's evil. But when Spider-Man holds it, he's fine. Anyways, Thor smashes the hammer and everything's fine at the end. Like, that's that's the resolution. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the entire comic. I, I don't think anything else
0: literally happens. Like, it's... No, but it's funny, though, because despite the fact that nothing happens, there's a lot to sludge through. Yeah. Like, once again, it's just... And again, it's not bad it's just that it's not good it's just Mm -hmm. you're trudging through all this description and dialogue and and the this stupid plot line from last issue i I don't know this whole alien thing is just ridiculous and not to say that it couldn't be good like not to say that it couldn't have been done in a better way but just the way that it's handled yeah poorly done i think you know
1: yeah for sure uh and i go ahead i think that like If they would have set up the aliens to, like, have the ability to possess other beings or things, it would have made a little bit more sense. Like, we we see them transform and, like, morph into humans. We don't see them, like, take anything over. So, like, it'd be kind of cool if maybe they were taking over other people, like, taking over bodies and, like, possessing things because then this could possibly make more sense. Right. Like, I don't know. Instead of being the sword, they're just taking over Valkyrie. Right, right. I don't know. It's just something to make it a little bit more interesting or, like, have an actual story going on. Yes. Um, and
0: see, like, like he tries to add some humor near the end with Spider-Man. Um, the sword is sort of pulling him along through the air. And then as Valkyrie and Thor are talking to each other, and about to kiss on the rooftop, you see Spider-Man flying around in the background. And it's kind of... like I, I give it props for at least trying to be funny, but it wasn't really that funny. No. But, you know, at all? <laughs> um, I, I think... I, I actually kind of
1: like the line... Uh, I think Spider-Man says something like... Or Sp- Spider-Man, while he's flying through the air, is screaming for Thor and Valkyrie, and then when right. Thor notices, he says something like, oh, Spider-Man, the sword's evil. Why didn't you say that from the from the beginning? I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was
1: like, okay, that I guess the, the whole bit of him flying through the air was worth that one kind of uh, small little uh. joke, but yeah, I don't know. I think it would have been a lot cooler if Spider-Man turned evil too. <laughs> like, sure. I, like having... Having them have to, like, having Thor and Valkyrie had, team up against Spider Man would have been really fun.
0: Mm hmm. But. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, it's like all the elements are there, but I, I don't know. I just don't know what they're really thinking or what he's thinking, J.M. DiMatteas, you know? Right. I don't know. Again, it's like, it's all these elements, and he spends. It's almost like he's spending all his time on the wrong things and all of his effort on the wrong things. And he just doesn't know how to um zero in and focus it on what's good and what's important
1: you, you know what it feels like to me it, it, it's like all of the other writers are trying to create good stories for everybody <laughs> to enjoy and yeah. it feels like this is like okay what do we have to add into this comic for the kids to love it
0: yeah maybe like maybe. It,
1: because it's it's just like goofy like even mm-hmm. even when it is a little bit more serious, like the tone is always like weirdly like simple and sure. and like has all these th- different things. Like okay, uh, we have to have like we have to have the two heroes fighting. We have we have to have uh, we have to have a lot of goofs and weird things happening, like Spider Man flying around or uh, Thor not noticing him and kissing sure. Valkyrie and. Uh, Even earlier, some of the stuff with Valkyrie, like uh, her turning evil, like even looks a little bit goofy and doesn't look uh, as sinister as I think that they
0: wanted it to be. You know know. what? I I don't know. I don't know. I I think as far as the art goes, I'm going to have to say I place a lot of the blame on Mike Esposito only because I believe, and I'm going to double check this, but I believe he used to be um, an old jack kirby inker and i love jack kirby but he's making i think he's making this a little bit too silver agey and it doesn't quite fit the style of the comic right you know that i don't know that's my theory anyway about this because um again i know he's a good anchor and i know that um uh jim mooney's a great or sorry not jim mooney herb trippy is a herb, great artist yeah. so but it's just not clicking and so that's my only explanation i can think of is right just, it looks like too retro for what the script is and it just doesn't gel you know yeah whereas the other artists on this month's books do gel but we'll talk about that in a minute yeah
1: oh okay what did, what did you think of the Wong camp cameo
0: that was just un, I don't know unnecessary I thought I don't yeah. know like just why even throw that in there you know yeah it, pointless I guess it was
1: to like I don't know yeah I I, I it was for a joke like, there's no other reason but to
0: mm-hmm.
1: have him kind of show up in Wong's, in his robe, and... Yeah. Like, but... sorry, Doctor Strange isn't around, but, like, aren't
0: you also a sorcerer? Uh, No, actually, he's not. Oh, okay. As far as I know, because I'm reading Doctor Strange by Steve Englehart right now, and as far as I know, Wong doesn't actually have any powers, but I could be wrong about that. Okay. I'm definitely not a Doctor Strange expert. Okay. So I don't know. But I don't think he does have any powers. Okay. But no, yeah, it's just whenever you go and try to, you know, recruit a character and then they turn you down, you got to wonder why this scene is even included in the book, right? In yeah. any story. So. Yeah, it
1: doesn't make sense. Like, maybe if Valkyrie had even said a one-off line, like, I mm-hmm. I knew that you would be looking for somebody who, uh, who can match my, like, mm-hmm. wit or, like, strength or something like that, or somebody who could overpower me with this... Doctor Strange is like uh I don't know, like name name off any Doctor Strange item. Like the wands of tomb is the only thing that could overpower me. So I knew to come sure. find you here. Something. Yeah. There there's really nothing.
0: Well, the only thing I can think of from the point of view of uh of JM Dematius is that he is, or was, at one point, the writer of Defenders, and Valkyrie was a member, and so was Doctor Strange. So maybe it was just uh, a way to get a cameo in from one of his, you know, that's true, yeah, characters. That could be it. So, but anyway, so yeah. Once again, this is a comic I'm probably never going to read again. No. So I no. don't really. Re- it's again, it's not bad. I just don't recommend it.
1: Yeah, hey, you know what though, I will say I think that um, I think the art was a little bit better in this one.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah,
1: I I I didn't there weren't any like glaring <laughs> panels where I was like, "Woof, what is going on here?" Like yeah. it it was pretty solid, my thought. Okay. Um, there wasn't I mean <laughs> it was it was solid for Herb Trimpey and his like track I, record that we have I just, we've, we've I just hope one Ruffle day
0: Teemo. Yeah, I just hope one day we we, we see some good I want you to see some good Herb Trimpy artwork because he actually is a really good artist. Right. So yeah. Well, we'll see if that day ever comes though. Yeah. But I but I, I, okay. I think that there's
1: there is some great stuff in here by Herb Trimpy. So uh, yeah, I was pleasantly right. surprised by that
0: this issue. All right, so now we're gonna so both not really recommended by either one of us then. No. Okay, no, not so really. let's move on. Okay. Peter Parker, the spectaculars, Spider Man featuring Craven the Hunter right now again i don't know if i'm the, just having a bad week but go ahead
1: i well, actually i was going to ask you what you thought about the cover
0: well let's just say i did not <laughs> like this issue of spectacular as much as last week's and the cover is not great it's awful uh i, I
1: hate this yeah, hideous I be- craven I, face
0: i don't hate it but it's not good like I believe it's – I'm going to double-check this, but I think it's by – it looks like Bob Layton has signed mm-hmm. it, and he's a decent artist, but not my favorite. Yeah, and um,
1: so I, I obviously watched, uh, looked at the cover before reading the comic and thought, this is okay. awful. Like, why does Craven look like this? This looks
0: – Right, right, like, right.
1: It looks just, like, horribly drawn. And then later on, we realized that Spider-Man has been, like – hit with a tranquilizer dart and his kind of like seeing things and like,
0: right. Right. It's like
1: amplifying his fear, I guess. So everything's kind of turning wonky and coming to life. And this is what his, uh, this is what Craven looks like to him. So that's fine. And it works for me in the comic, but it's just such a weird pull for the, the, the cover.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not I, a great cover, that's for sure.
1: No, I I think that even having like having the street come to life would be cooler than uh crave like the ugly Craven. Hmm. Like with the the lamp turning into snakes and the bus like mm-hmm. turning into this huge monster, like that would have been kind of a cooler, intriguing cover for me than than sure. this one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I don't hate it as much as you, but it's definitely not my favorite. I, I don't yeah. think it's a good artist, good, uh, well-drawn at all. No. And I also got to point out the interior of this month is by guest artist Bob Hall, who um, I actually interviewed last year. He's a great guy. Yeah. He did some really, really good work on Squadron Supreme. Um, but as far as I know, he didn't really, he was never a huge artist at Marvel, but he did go on to work on uh, Shadow Man at uh, Valiant Comics. Okay. So he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of just like a, I guess you could say, I don't want to say a house style artist, but he's kind of just a standard Marvel artist of this day. But he definitely did some good work. Um, this artwork, I think, to me, suffers a little bit because I'm comparing it to Ed Hannigan's work last month right. and, or last week. You remember how much we were raving about yeah. that? So it's definitely not as good as Ed Hannigan's work, but it's still fits with the style that we've seen in Spectacular lately, so I think it's decent. Yeah,
1: and I think it fits with the story as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. This, like, having Craven come in, he's a a little bit more of a classic uh, uh, Spider-Man villain, so, and and the story feels a little bit more, like, back to normal, especially after the Cloak and Dagger, like, serious story with a little bit more of, like, a darker tone. Uh, This one kind of gets a little bit more lighthearted and, like, I think that the style definitely lends itself to the story.
0: Right. And this is also the second time that we've come across uh, Craven in our podcast because he was in a Denny O'Neill story which was garbage which was terrible. Right. Um, And so this one is definitely a (laughs) marked improvement on that. Although I gotta say I I mean I want to love Craven because I love uh fearful symmetry and I love uh, slash Craven's Last Hunt Right. but I'm still not sure how much I like Craven as a character and how interesting I think his you know like Calypso and all that I don't know I just don't know if I really yeah. like that whole I'm I'm
1: not setup. sure how I, I feel know. about Calypso either like their dynamic uh-huh. seems very weird like right she doesn't have much of a character so right, I don't think that right. she adds anything to Craven besides the fact that he's no longer monologuing and now he has he's having a dialogue with somebody. You know what I mean? Like there's right. I, it feels like really that's her entire purpose. I mean, I guess in this story she has a little bit more of a purpose, but that's like it's very minor. It could have been anybody. Like the character could have been anybody and written any right, way. Like right. she herself doesn't really add much to the the story. Um, I guess I'll just describe it real quick uh, we sure. see Kraven uh, practicing hunting humans so he can go and find sure. uh, Spider-Man and uh, he finally does run into him and starts fighting him and eventually bests him until he realizes that Calypso helped him out and shot Spider-Man yes. with a uh, like a tranquilizer like hallucinogenic dart so he was right. kind of off his game so Craven uh pretty much lets him go i believe because uh, yeah. it wasn't a fair fight and uh that's kind of craven's deal is that he he can't he he, he he the reason why he's like he he really wants to kill spider-man is because he he sees spider-man as his equal and right. like wants to have that like one last big uh big hunt with this right, like creature or human that's just like him and as powerful as him, it's it's about the game and not necessarily like any malicious intent towards Spider-Man himself. It kind of sure. grew from just yeah wanting to have fun and and like win and be the best.
0: Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing: is there's a lot of um, fighting in this issue, like a lot of pages dedicated to uh, yeah. the fight scene. But um, before we before we get to the ending of the plot, I just want to mention that um, we do have a quick scene of Peter getting sort of um, in trouble from um, what is this? The, the dean, dean, I believe. Yeah. yeah, he's basically suggesting that he um, you know, that he quit his job as a teaching assistant because his grades are failing, and then we get a scene of him touching base with Deborah Whitman, right? Right. And again, it seems to be. A different Deborah Whitman than we see yeah. in the other comics. So it's a little bit off-putting. Not off-putting, but it's kind of hard to pin down exactly where in the chronology this is. But the weird thing about this issue is that while Deborah is sort of um, kind of moping around a little bit about the way that Peter's treating her, this other girl, what's her name? Marcy. Um, Marcy Kane is kind of like, well, you know what? Peter, wait up. I'm going to go. I like this. So this is Marcy walking along with Deborah. And then Mercy's kind of, um, oh, uh, I think Peter's in trouble over studies. I'm just a secretary, so he seems to think his problems are far beyond my comprehension. And then Mercy's like, well, that's not my, they're not beyond my comprehension. I'm here on a science scholarship, too. Peter, wait. I'd like to talk to you. So then he she runs up to him, and then right. just, they leave Deborah in the dust. Poor Deborah Whitman again, I eh? I know.
1: This, this <laughs> panel on the original page five, so digital yeah. six, with deborah just kind of sadly looking over her shoulder at them walking away right. is heartbreaking like she doesn't have any like thought bubbles she doesn't say anything it's just this yep. look at them as they're walking away like planning this like study dinner date yep. and it's uh it's it's it, it really does suck i mean even earlier like it it does feel like such a different relationship in every single comic right uh like before spider like i think just in uh in amazing he was talking about how "Eh, deborah seems nice but i don't know she doesn't like she keeps dating this goofball and then in this one he feels a little bit more like sympathetic like Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, I I really like her, but she she's dating somebody else. So it'll never work. I I wish I could really tell her how, how I feel about her. And then Deb's like, oh, I I wish that he would just open up and you know I don't know. It's yeah, it, it's so different from earlier on when Peter Parker's like completely ditching her and like sorry, don't have sure. time to save you or your uncle. Bye. Yeah, like, which it's, was
0: which was Denny O'Neill. Yeah, oh. so.
1: Yeah, so it it really I feel so bad for this character right. and also like how she's written. Even I, I feel bad because I feel like sure. she could be a fun character,
0: right? But, right.
1: You know, we definitely don't get that. So mostly.
0: yeah, um, no, um, and then before we get back to the fight scene, I just want to point out that at the very last page, after um the fight has wrapped up, we get a scene of um. Peter, he, touch, he goes back to um, reconvene with Marcy to go study with her. But when she answers the door, she's wearing an extremely revealing shirt. Yeah. And she's like, uh, and, and Peter's like, hi, Marcy, I'm here to study. We will study Peter later, but I thought you might be hungry. So why don't we just eat in? You know, and then it's, and it's like, well, uh, I know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, again, because we've been following Deborah Whitman along this whole time, I still feel sorry for her, you know? It's just because it's just like through circumstance, she just seems to always be in the wrong place at the wrong time or yeah. say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Poor girl. It's, anyway. It's
1: also, I feel like this scene is especially weird paired with the Black Cat comic.
0: Yeah. You're right, right. But, like, but again, two different writers. It doesn't quite jive up, right? Like yeah. there's no acknowledgement of Black Cat in the story, right?
1: Yeah, like it. It feels so <laughs> weird that Peter Peter is so like ready to to go and like fool around with this girl. Presumably, right. like she's like showing up at the door, like in revealing clothing, and kind of being like sly about going and studying like they're hinting at a relationship here and peter seems to be into it and it just feels so weird when he's kind of like in a relationship with black cat at this time and like right even in the amazing issue they're talking about marcy like oh yeah marcy i don't really know where her head's at it's like really you don't know where her head's at
0: yeah after something like
1: this it's like i don't know
0: well, that's definitely probably in reaction to previous issues that she's been around. Not this issue. Maybe, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Pre- I assuming that this like takes place a- is it supposed to take
0: place afterwards. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
1: But you were also saying before, like sometimes the timeline is very different. Where like Peter Parker, like Spectacular Spider-Man, takes place a lot, like way after a lot of the issues of yeah, Amazing and like, stuff like that. So who knows even where this yeah. is.
0: Like, in the late 80s, I remember they published a reading order, and it would be like, you have to read four issues of Spectacular in a row, then three issues of Web, then five issues of Amazing. So, there was really no way to keep it perfectly straight at the time. Right. So, yeah, I guess it's just an approximation, which is fine, but it does make it a little bit jarring when you're reading it all at once.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, And and I I, I assume that, like, that reading order was a reaction to the fact that the stories weren't always matching up, so they had to kind of retcon that, right?
0: Right, yeah. Like that. That of, yeah. that
1: seems what. The, like to me, that seems to be like the most uh, logical conclusion for why they would do something like that. Like they they release these three issues and then they realize that the, they don't quite match up. So then afterwards, they're like, okay, read these ones, then read these ones.
0: Yeah. So that way the story yeah. makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like fixing it in post. Yeah. Basically. Um. I also want to point out. You know, all along. I've you know I love Jim Mooney because of his his history with Superman, but mm. the fact is is he's he's, inking, he's now inking two Spider Man books per month, and I don't think especially in this issue I don't think his inks are working with Bob Hall at all. Right. I just don't think they're great, and and I, I I'd have to double check next week to see if it's also just as poor with um with uh, Ed Hannigan, but I don't know. I think that um the art would have looked a lot better with a different inker. What do you think? Yeah. Uh to it it
1: didn't pop out
0: uh to me. Right. Yeah, it's not bad. It fits with the previous style, but it's not great. Right. And the other thing too is um I mean, I do think Bob Paul's a great artist because I've seen him do good stuff, but I don't think any like I don't think any particular panel stands out in this issue. No. Uh like the storytelling's decent, but it's not spectacular.
1: Yeah, and the, like yeah, there were there were no panels where I like stopped and was like, "Well, I need to like look at this and right kind of uh, take this all in because it it was so good." There
0: right, it's it's kind of just more standard. Yeah, it's like there's nothing bad about it, but nothing great. Yeah, it it does its job for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Again, I'm not sure how much I enjoy the dynamic of Craven and Calypso and Spider-Man. So this issue was definitely not as good as last no. week's issue Spectacular. So still decent. I still recommend it. Of the three comics this month, this one uh, this one might be my favorite. I'm not sure. Between this and the Amazing issue, what do you think?
1: Uh, I think that Amazing, uh, I-, I liked Amazing a little bit better. Okay. Uh, this one was a little bit more of like a lukewarm recommend. Uh, sure. I think there's definitely more to take away from the amazing issue. Like the, the art and some of the panels there alone. I, I think the story sure. was pretty on par. Like even, even maybe amazing was a little bit better for me. Um, yeah. But if we're saying that the story's on par, I think that the art and some of the panel layouts and how they told the story through the art in amazing was better than, uh, Spectacular this week So I think that Amazing would be my favorite
0: Okay So yeah, yeah overall this week uh, Not quite as good as last week Last week's picks were definitely It was a standout bunch Oh they were great um, yeah. yeah So next week we will be reviewing Amazing Spider-Man 228 um, With a fill-in uh, story By a, by uh, Jan Stranad Who I've never heard of So let's cross our fingers for that one Then we've got Spectacular Spider-Man with Electro featuring a classic cover by Ed Hannigan. And Marvel Team-Up will be featuring none other than Wolverine. So I'm really looking forward to that. That would be fun, yeah. Yeah, so that's it for this week. Josh, you can take it from here.
1: All right. Um, You guys can check us out at The Comic Syndicate on Twitter and The Comic Book Syndicate on Facebook. Uh, If you guys are trying to find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything like that, uh, we'll be under The Comic Syndicate grouping so if you look up comic syndicate you'll find us through there and it'll be Comic
0: book syndicate sorry
1: comic book syndicate sorry uh and you'll see the uh the here comes a spider cast podcast mixed in with the quasar chronology and flea market fantasy Um, And if you guys want to leave us a review there or tweet at us or send us a message on Facebook, we'd love to hear back from you. Uh, We want to know what you guys think about the podcast itself and also the uh, comics that we're
0: reading. So uh, let's keep that conversation going. All right. So that wraps it up for this week. Until next Monday, this has been Here Comes the Spider Cast.
1: All right. See you then.